A former friend who called me a bad influence for being child-free just demanded today that I take in his family plus three kids into my home. Make sure to subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit that bell to turn on notifications. A former friend who I'll call Dave, who I haven't had any contact with for almost three years, just got in touch with me again. He claims he has a home emergency and needs to find a place for him, his wife, and three kids to stay while his home situation gets fixed. This is the same guy who, when I was going through something traumatic, told me that he can't be my friend because I'd be a bad influence to his kids because I'm child free. Here's a bit of background. The reason for the friendship ending was because I was in a high stress situation and I was very sad. My father was dying, just one of the terrible things that happened in a span of three months. I was looking for consolation and instead Dave told me that being a child free woman was a bad influence on their family. He had a wife plus two kids then. In short, they didn't want to spend time around me as I wasn't worth it when they have more valuable friends. This was someone I had known since graduate school and had spent a lot of time doing fun stuff with like rock climbing. Dave and I were among a group of mutual buddies that regularly rented out lake houses or winter lodges for summer and winter sports activities. We're talking 10 plus years. Then to just ditch me because he thought that I wasn't useful. It hurt a lot, especially when I was dealing with some really sad stuff. Even more so because I was there for him when he found out his mother had cancer and then was there for him at his mom's funeral. Like I said, I haven't spoken or texted him in almost three years. I chalked it up to people getting really weird when they have kids. That they fall into a traditional conservative mindset that anyone who isn't wanting or working toward a leave it to beaver slash 2.5 kid situation is somehow suspect. Then today I see a text pop up on my phone from Dave. I never erased or blocked his number from my phone so his name was still saved. And there it was. He asked me to let him and his three kids stay with me in my house because their water heater is broken and it's some kind of emergency situation. He knows I live in the same city as him and it would be a really big favor and he'd owe me. Okay, so lots of emotions with that. Apparently, since he told me I'm a bad influence, him and his wife had a third kid. COVID baby, I guess. My biggest question was why ask me of all people? I asked Dave why he's asking me to do this for him. His response was basically that he's all out of options and that no one has the room for him and the three kids, especially with a five-month-old. I asked him why he can't arrange a hotel room. He said that would be really expensive and they're in a lot of medical debt already from their newest kid having to be in the NCIU when he was born. I said that sounds tough, but again, why me? He said he knows I helped out someone last year with an emergency housing situation and saw that I had enough extra rooms for guests. Since I was so generous back then, I could be generous with him now. I knew exactly what he was talking about, but I really wanted to know how. That situation was delicate and I thought that it was a private family matter. He said that it was posted on Facebook by the couple that I helped. Quick segue, about this time last year, one of my good college friends, Kate, with lupus got COVID. She was being so careful too. It sucked because this was before the vaccines rolled out first for vulnerable people. She's my age, mid-30s, and very healthy aside from lupus. She's a marathon runner actually. Kate's lupus ended up making COVID even worse and she ended up in the ICU. On top of that, she was pregnant and her husband had to make the decision to save her life over the fetus. Basically, it was either giving life-saving medicine and care to Kate at the expense of her fetus or she dies. Thankfully, he's a good guy and let the doctors end the pregnancy to save her life. Kate's mother was a B and said that her daughter should have died with the baby. She said Kate's life is not worth much anymore and even tried to 
to bring a priest to give her her last rites. Kate was in a coma at the time. This caused a huge dramatic fallout as you would imagine. Kate's brother and his wife needed a place to stay away from their mother immediately. I had an extra room and I'm an easy distance from the hospital. They stayed with me for two days until they locked down a hotel room in one of those long-term residence hotels. No one was sure Kate was going to make it out alive so they understandably wanted to be nearby. They lived out of state and they were staying with the terrible mother while their sister was in the hospital. Thankfully Kate did make it out alive and has since disowned her mother. She actually remembers while in the coma people talking about the priest trying to break in. I let the brother and his wife into my home because those people were good people. They've always been supportive and still are some of the most gracious people that I know. Apparently unbeknownst to me because I'm not on Facebook is that either Kate's brother or his wife posted something about how much of a decent person I was to help them out in a dire moment of need and a light during a very dark period for them. They told me as much to my face. I just didn't know that they shared the situation on social media. So back to today, Dave saw that stuff last year, kept it in his head and thought that I would let his family and kids stay in my home with open arms. Frankly, I told him to shove it. I was pissed. He was trying to guilt me into letting him and his family into my home for an unspecified amount of time that he knows I'm child free. Hell, he even said me being child free is a bad influence on his family. Yet all of a sudden, when it's convenient for him, I'm magically not a bad influence and he should be able to waltz back into my life without even a single apology for the terrible things he said three years ago. I told him being child free doesn't mean I don't want kids in my house for an extended period of time. If I did, I wouldn't be child free. That I was not going to disrupt my life and my two cats to be a bed and breakfast for his three kids. He said I was selfish and to think of his kids, that there's no hot water in his house. I told him tough luck, that he can whip out a credit card or go get one of his relatives to cover a hotel stay. He gave me more excuses, brought up their medical debt again, and said it'd only be for a few days. I said that multiple days for a broken hot water heater sounds extremely suspect. Stuff like that can be fixed relatively quickly. I know residency laws in our state, and if someone stays seven days in someone's home, then they can claim tenants' rights. I was not about to risk this turning into a thing where I can't get rid of them. He told me off and then said he'll blast me all over social media to all my friends that I won't help a family of three in an emergency, that I want the little ones to suffer. I told him to pound sand and kick rocks. He hasn't been a friend for years. He doesn't even know my address. All he knows is that I seemingly live close in the same city and that I live alone. He can blast me on social media all he wants. I'm not on Facebook, so I don't care what that gaggle of Karens think of me. I told him social media isn't real life. If he does actually share this with my actual friends, they'd laugh right in his face. I told him I have all of his texts for proof of the way he spoke to me and how he was a total jerk to me. I told him he used to be a decent guy and that we had a lot of nice times together, that I'm still sorry about his mom. And I am sorry that he went down this path in life since it sounds like he must be really miserable, but he's a bad influence on my life, so I can't just have him around. I'm sure he'll understand since he said the same thing to me. That was the gist of the last thing I said. He went off. 
until I blocked him. I'm really sad about it. He really did used to be a decent person about 10 years ago and his mom was a lovely woman. I'm now bracing myself against flying monkeys who may come out of the woodwork to try and guilt me into taking his family in. I can't wait to tell them to take his family in themselves. I already talked about the situation with my two best friends and they were both shocked that Dave was so brazen and had no shame. They thought it was suspect that he was so pushy about getting into my home and for days. One friend said that her water heater broke recently and a plumber came out the same day. It only took a day for it to be fixed. Being against the hotel idea was a big red flag to them. They are curious what the whole story is. I agree that it feels like something's missing. I do feel a righteousness about all of this. I know I did the right thing. I hate that a previous kindness was used as a weapon against me. Years ago, I thought maybe he had a point that I was somehow not good enough because I was pretty down. Like, people don't want sad people around. Now, with clarity, I see that he had a profoundly bad character, but it did reopen old memories. Sad memories. Fast forwarding into the future, there was an update called Dave's Water Heater. Well, I'm happy and a little surprised that most things have been resolved a little more than 24 hours after they started. I guess this is the benefit of people working on your behalf behind the scenes. I'm writing this with a pot of hot tea and recommend you do the same. This is going to be big. Well, well, well. All of your guts were right. A broken water heater making a family of five need alternative housing was fishy, especially since Dave doesn't even have a water heater. It was all a lie. So here's the deal. Dave sold his house six months ago and him and his wife Shelly have been trying to buy a bigger home ever since. They're right now, as I type this, already in a hotel with their kids. They have plenty of hot water. I can imagine all of you nodding your heads up and down saying, yep, 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 yep. I knew you guys wanted an update because the water heater excuse was total nonsense. So here it is. Seriously, get yourself some tea. We're going to break this down. My sister is in another time zone and has a few hours on me. She apparently has been working on finding out about Dave. Her husband used to moonlight as a private investigator in grad school and she has a preternatural ability of finding details about people. She's a little creep but in a good way. She also has a social media presence where I do not. I gave her Dave's full real name and things I knew about him like an address I had for him and the names of his wife and the two kids that I know. She went to town. She told me that his home went on the market about six months ago and sold pretty quick for a ton more than it was bought for a few years ago. It's a seller's market and it was a huge sale. I said, oh, that's so interesting. She then went to say that she looked around in the city and surrounding towns and couldn't find him buying any other property. That it looked like he had sold for a lot of money, but that was it. So then I texted my two friends from yesterday. I told them what my sister found that it looks like Dave sold his house and doesn't actually have a water heater problem because he doesn't have a water heater. My friends were like WTH? So one of the two friends, Allison, got in touch with my sister and they went on a social media deep dive. My sister was very worried that I was being conned. Allison was a grad schoolmate along with me and Dave 10 years ago. She was never super close with him and he wasn't on her radar, but she was among his Facebook friends. I guess thanks goes out to people on Facebook friending literally everybody they slightly know. At about that time, I heard back from Kate's brother and sister-in-law who stayed with me back when Kate was in the hospital. It was Kate's sister-in-law, Laura, who posted about being thankful about my generosity on Facebook. She confirmed that she had posted a couple of pictures. They were of my cat, who was looking like she was laying down the house rules and one of my big plants, a Monstera Deliciosa, because she loved them. Thing was, you could extrapolate things about the home. Tidy.
tidy and a large kitchen slash nice pantry, this will be relevant. I filled her in about what was going on and she was mortified that she might have been partly at fault for why Dave wanted to get into my house. She took down the post, untagged my name, and showed me a screen capture verifying she did and asked if she can help with anything else. I told her my sister is apparently going on a deep dive and maybe she could use some help. I put Laura in contact with my sister. Laura apparently also got in contact with Allison. Seemingly randomly in the late morning, I was asked by Allison for screen grabs of the precise point of the conversation where Dave says his emergency is about the water heater and why he needs me to do him a favor and take in his family slash kids for a few days. I gave it to her and it was radio silence for most of the day. I thought, hmm, I wonder what is going on. So in the early evening, I get a lot more of this story. I got texts from my sister, Allison, and Laura. I'm going to try and bullet point this. It's a bit complex. Dave and his wife, Shelly, did sell their house six months ago. They wanted more room and bedrooms for their now three kids and wanted to upgrade. It being a huge and wild seller's market, their home was estimated to have accrued high six figures in equity since they bought it. They were excited to put in on the market. Dave and wife wanted to get top dollar for the house, so they sold it without a contingency that they first needed to buy another home before the seller could move in and officially take the house. Dave was convinced with a huge sale that they could get another one quickly. Their house was sold fast and it was a bidding war. Dave bragged about it. Him and Shelly went about trying to buy another home, except it wasn't easy at all. All the homes they put a bid in for went to someone else who outbid them. The time came for the new sellers to take over the house and they had to move out. Dave and Shelly didn't think that that was that big of a deal. A friend of theirs took them in with the understanding that it would be temporary and that they would be actively buying a house, to which Dave and Shelly were doing but they were still being outbid. They refused to lower expectations or adjust their budget. They would not look at homes that were the same size as their old house because the whole reason for selling the house was to get a bigger home. They couldn't win in any of the bidding wars. Dave refused to increase the budget. Indeed, their third kid was born premature and was in the NICU, so they do actually have medical debt. He doesn't want to spend anything more or take out more loans. So Dave, Shelly, and the three kids go to someone else's place to stay. They continue to look for homes and still can't get one. This repeat to a third person's house. At this point, people are trying to tell him that maybe it's a good option to wait out the housing bubble when it's not such a seller's market and get an apartment in the meantime. Dave shoots this down because an apartment costs money akin to a mortgage. If he's going to pay for living accommodations per month, then it better be a mortgage. He thinks that paying for an apartment is a money drain. Shelly is even more angry at the suggestion. She doesn't want to be in an apartment that will be smaller than their old home. Dave's family seems to be overstaying their welcome. People are getting annoyed. Dave and Shelly are not willing to chip in for groceries. Dave's family is now on the fourth place of people willing to take them in. A month ago is when they run out of options for free housing. Hilariously, they were all run out because people needed the room for their own family coming for the holidays. No one wants to take the freeloaders in anymore. And then something no one saw coming happened. But that is in part two. This whole thing is only part one of the whole story. Part two gets a whole lot more strange. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. So make sure to subscribe and hit the bell to turn on notifications so you don't miss part two. It will be the very next video to come out here on the channel. Or check the top line of the description to see if it's out already. So far up to this point in the story, I feel bad for the OP. What Dave said to her all those years ago was probably so shocking since they had this entire friendly history together where they did things, probably had very fun and fond memories together, and then he seemingly randomly just exiled her from his life as if she was morally inferior for the way that she wanted to live her life in a way that doesn't even affect him. The relationship changed enough over the years for Dave to come up with these weird, sinister plans he's using against his own former friend, or as he sees it, his current friend. Because what we find out he's about to do in the next part, part two, is something that he's not willing to do to his first few choices. He's saving it for the OP here. This whole situation seems like the result of extremely poor planning combined with a weird, sneaky craftiness to take advantage of people that you think won't feel figure it out. Or maybe Dave's not thinking about it at all. But if you were in a situation like this with a former friend, let me know what you would do down below. Or if you've already been in a situation, let me know what happened. Make sure to subscribe to the Am I the Jerk channel with notifications turned on so you don't miss the next part. Check the link at the top of the description for the next story. And if you're a streamer or know a streamer, use the copyright free music link down below in the description on your next streams or all of your streams. But either way, thanks a lot for watching guys and we'll see you in part two.